if you've been following the story of uh, YouTube at all, um, more specifically Google, um, then you'll probably know that Google has been kind of fighting um, the powers that be for the last few years now. Um, there's been multiple ways uh, in which the authorities have tried to kind of uh, control YouTube in some way, you could say. Most of Google, but especially especially YouTube, um, the authorities have been trying to kind of bring it under some sort of control. Um, and, and Google has, from what I understand or from what we can understand, Google has been fighting back. Now, how much Google has been fighting back sincerely, I don't know. Uh, but at least publicly, um, Google has been fighting back quite a bit and resisting um, any aspects or anything in a way that the, the authorities could kind of exert their control um, on YouTube and limit the freedom of expression. Uh, but now um, it seems like um, we're at the end of that road now. I think Google has finally given in. And we're now at, at a stage where the independent content creator doesn't really have a place anymore. But I want to talk more about like um, how we got here and how things kind of started and then what this kind of means for us economically as well. Um, if you look at uh, what gave rise to YouTube in the beginning, um, it was independent content creators. So, uh, you know, people with their uh, mobile phones or with their own DSLR cameras, it would create some really unique content that wasn't available on Netflix or, um, you know, on TV and stuff. And they started to get a major following. And uh, that's been going on for quite a while. You know, we know a lot about YouTube influencers now. Um, a lot of people have major followings. You have PewDiePie, um, who has a following of 50 million, which is a whole country's worth. You have Casey Neistat, you know, 5 million. You have Dina Tokyo. You have all these influencers that have major followings on YouTube. And that's created a whole new world, um, especially in the last five or six years, uh, that is unprecedented. It's not something that we've seen before in this way where you know, anybody could uh, come along and create um, an audience and reach out to millions of people around the globe and have impact and have something to say uh, about all of that, about anything really. I mean, we've heard of children. Uh, there's one kid now I've heard that's earning something like $4 million a year um, just reviewing toys, right? Um, and so this has been going on for quite a while. But the, and, and it's been really, really good. You know, we've all seen it unfold uh, uh, under our own eyes um, and it's been really good. But while all of this has been taking place, that has been, um, you know, for, the, for, for us as consumers or, or for us as part of the mass audience, a lot of us have, have really enjoyed that, I would say. But for the corporations, it's actually been very, very painful because those eyes that would have normally been on the BBC channels or terrestrial TV or on Netflix, that attention span that was normally there has now diverted over to, um, uh, you know, YouTube, to podcasts, to Instagram. You know, there's there's less people now going into the cinema um, unless it's a major, major movie. There's less uh, movies being watched. There's less TV being watched. But there's more of this uh, fast, quick, bite-sized stuff, the, the quick podcast, the quick YouTube clip, uh, the quick Facebook video clip. And that's taken... When attention is taken away from the corporations, right, what it actually does is take, it actually takes away money because if you're not giving them your attention, you're not actually giving them uh, your money. And as a result of that, um, it's made them very nervous and it's made them very angry um, as well, believe it or not. 
And so they've tried to kind of get together with the MPAA and say, well, there's a lot of copyrighted material on YouTube and they've tried controlling it that way. Um, and then they've said that, you know, um, uh, this content is harmful. Um, so they've tried controlling it that way. Um, and then they've said um, this, this content is, you know, racist or it's illegal and they've tried controlling it that way. They've tried multiple ways of controlling it. And there's been a series of moves. If you actually go back and watch the timeline or watch the history about how all of this has been evolving and coming together, there's actually all of these moves have been taking place, uh, especially over the last year. So we've now had, um, uh, I think uh, last year we had an algorithm change on YouTube. So where it used to, um, where the, al the YouTube algorithm used to favor content that was very good, uh, it started to favor content that was well-produced and very long, which if, you, if you're paying attention, and no pun intended, you'll realize it's content that actually belongs to the corporation. So it's uh, the stuff that NBC is putting out there and ABC is putting out there. So the kind of content that the corporations create that the algorithm has, on YouTube has now been designed to favor that, okay? Then um, any con content that was considered copyright, I don't know if, if you've been following... Uh, uh, the conversation around this, you'll find that there are a lot of YouTube creators that aren't that are not creating copyrighted content, but um, their content is being marked as copyright. Um, and then it, there's a, this long battle that takes place in people trying to uh, get uh, uh, Google to realize that their content isn't copyright. But in that time, they get demonetized. And what demonetization means is that if you're a create uh, if you're um, a creator of content on YouTube, and you're making money from creating that content, um, and then if your if your channel is con your YouTube channel is considered problematic, then you get demonetized, which means even though it's getting all the views, you're not making any money from it. And sometimes, if somebody else makes a copyright claim on on your YouTube content, um, another person, a corporation, then they start making money on your content. So they're basically robbing you of all your effort and and time and energy and everything. So that's been going on for the last year. Uh, Google has shut down a lot of channels in the name of, uh, you know, this is harmful. So they've taken down uh, flat earth content. They've taken down um, anti-vax content. Um, they've, they've taken down a lot of content uh, that is considered to be problematic. Now, fine, um, if, if, uh, if flat earth stuff is harmful or anti-vax stuff is harmful, but there's a lot of stuff that's on YouTube that is, I mean, okay, if you're going to have this conversation with somebody to say, uh, we shouldn't believe in flat Earth because that that's harmful, and and whatever whatever your stances on that is fine. But the point is, the stuff that's on YouTube that's talking about murder and talking about all these other things that are a lot more problematic. That stuff is still on YouTube, but the flat Earth stuff has been taken off. Which is there's a double standard there. If you're just looking at things uh, objectively, it has a double standard. Um, but these channels have been demonetized. Um, and then, you know, the, um, like I said, the corporations have moved in. People like Will Smith, uh, who have massive celebrity followings and they, have, they already have an audience outside of YouTube. They've been able to move their audiences in onto YouTube uh, now. So, uh, you know, you have a, little, you have a lot of other um, uh, channels and corporations that are outside of YouTube that have now been, moved, been able to move onto the platform, which means the independent creator has now been moved um, uh, to the sidelines even though they were the people that helped create YouTube, right? They've been uh, pushed aside, basically. If, if you are a content creator today um, and you try uh, creating a huge channel on YouTube, it's a lot harder today than it was five years ago. It was much, much easier five years ago if you were creating original content then. 
uh, it was much, much easier. But now the problem that that has now left is that there are still some people who have huge followings uh, on YouTube that are truly independent creators. And one of those people is uh, PewDiePie. Um, I don't know what the guy's actual name is. I think it's Felix, but his channel's called PewDiePie. And this guy, as I said earlier, he has a following of 50 million uh, subscribers, which is a whole country in its own right. Now, this guy has a platform all to himself. He could come out tomorrow and say anything. Um, uh, he could say something completely preposterous, um, even though Donald Trump is saying these things on a platform. But when he says it, you know, um, it still gets taken as official or it, it gets taken as serious. But PewDiePie could come along tomorrow and say something and that would make the the general media very, very afraid. And they're afraid for two reasons. One, um, the, the, the general media, uh, when they have your attention, they also have you in control. They tell you what to think and they they tell you what it is that you need to know and what it is that you don't need to know. So by way of example, if you look at uh, what happened in Christchurch, as, as bad and as horrible as it was, We've had um, 134 people that were killed and died in uh, in Mali yesterday. Uh, apparently, 3,000 people were killed in Syria two days ago, but we don't know anything about it. The outrage and the, the emotional upset uh, with those two incidents is nowhere near as much as it was with uh, with New Zealand. And, and all these incidents uh, are bad, but these two, if you're just going, going purely on number, they're a lot worse. But the outrage about that isn't the same, uh, whereas the outrage where the New Zealand incident was concerned was a lot worse. So the media basically, you know, and the media was covering that and was talking about it and the Islamophobia of it. And, you know, they were covering it. It was everywhere. It was on all the outlets and everything. But this is why I'm saying that they tell us what it is that we need to know. Like they don't they don't really care that we know about uh, Mali or, or about Syria because it's not of interest to them. So they tell us what we need to know or what they want us to know or what we should know. And then they tell us what it is that we should think. They, they told us that we should we should be afraid about Islamophobia where New Zealand was concerned. But somehow we're not supposed to be afraid about Islamophobia where Syria is concerned. So there are these issues. Um, and the other thing is that when they have your attention and when they're telling you what to know and when they're telling you what to think, then they have you um, in control. And when they're when you're in their control they then have power. They can then uh, decide um, uh, where that power is exerted and where it's kind of distributed. And, and the media is always going to be on the side of keeping the wealthy wealthy. Um, it, it's about keeping those people in power. So when you have... So um, when you have somebody like uh, PewDiePie, uh, who's got a following of 50 million, he's got... Uh, uh, and the attention of a group of people that is uh, is that is outside of the control of the tradition traditional media they don't like that um they definitely fear that so now they've tried everything they can't find any content um uh they've tried you know ways of getting this guy to shut down but if you shut i mean this guy has a very very loyal following okay with 50 million a very very loyal loyal following a very big following when you try shutting somebody that like that down um it's going to create a mass revolt, right? It's going to make people very, very angry. So you have to find uh, you have to find a way of justifying shutting that guy down. So it's done in multiple ways. Um, if you uh, if you've been following the news, you will know that the EU yesterday 
uh, passed a bill called Article 13, which now says that um, if you show any content that can be deemed uh, uh, beyond fair use, um, then uh, you know it'll be considered copyright, and you'll be your channel will be immediately shut down. That got passed yesterday, and it's a very backwards um, uh, bill. Right, so uh, something like PewDiePie, he can get caught out on that very, very quickly. Um, then there is the uh, if you look at um, the manifesto of this guy that committed this heinous crime in uh, in New Zealand, he actually wrote subscribe to PewDiePie, which is really odd in one sense. Uh, you know, in his manifesto, he wrote subscribe to PewDiePie. He was trying to show his affiliation or his affinity with with this guy PewDiePie. That in itself is very, very suspect because that makes you. Why would he mention this guy? But the reason why is suspicious to me, but also kind of makes some sense without getting all conspiracy theory about it, is that that then provides a perfect justification to be able to go after uh, somebody like PewDiePie and shut this guy down. Because you then have um, a legitimate uh, justification for saying, okay, well, you have right-wing content, therefore we have to shut your channel down. Because without that justification, you can't shut it down. And it sounds, you know, that's very... Uh, emblematic of what what 9-11 was and what um, uh, what Iraq was, right? There was this uh, weapons of mass destruction uh, debate and then afterwards we found out there were no weapons of mass destruction. There's this whole narrative that's been building up for the whole of last year. There's been uh, bills putting in place, controls being put in place and, uh, um, you know, uh, narratives being put in place to basically control this freedom of expression. They don't like... Uh, people having a voice. Um, if you've been following um, Ant Anti Media, I think it's called. Um, they, you know their Twitter accounts have been shut down. Their um, uh, their Facebook uh, page has been shut down. Um, all this kind of stuff. And you know these are people that had that were critical against the government. And when you start criticizing the government and you start criticizing the elite, you're then you then starting to threaten their power. And when you do that, they don't like it. Right, so all of this is basically to limit the the freedom of expression. So YouTube will now more than likely just become uh, any other platform that that uh, is run by corporations. Um, I mean, Netflix has had some independence uh, up till now, but I think they're going to lose their independence as well. Um, but it, it's just going to become a, it, all this is all YouTube is now going to become is just an extension of traditional media, just being delivered in a different way because traditional media is always slow to catch up. But that's what is going on here, um, you know. And, I, and I've always said that everything that happens, whether it's it's an act of terrorism, whether it's uh, a policy change, uh, whether it's uh, an outcry, uh, whether it's some sort of outrage, these things that that get a lot of media attention, you can always trace it back to some sort of um, economic agenda. There's always some sort of financial motive there, um, and and those policy changes that come in place, they always have some sort of economic motive. Um, but I, di I didn't speak about Christchurch um, until now because, you know, at that time, obviously, we were all very, everybody, we were all very, very upset and the emotions are very raw. Um, and so, you know, I, I didn't want to be talking about these kind of things at that time. I just kind of wanted to let things simmer and, and be able to grab, uh, you know, get some more information before we kind of connect the dots and stuff. But it, it, it is something to um, to consider and to really think about like what's going on, it you know this whole thing is about uh, basically maintaining the status quo and, and maintaining power, really. So I just wanted to share that today, just something to think about, just something to um, uh, reflect on. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if my page gets shut down after this, 
But um, there you go. I mean, they just don't want people to have um, an independent voice. Uh, and we need to be fighting for that a lot more. I mean, uh, I saw some of the responses to, you know, um, uh, things that are being said uh, about people that have an independent voice. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where, where you sit on the flat earth uh, debate. The vaccine debate is a little bit different. But what people don't realize is th this is shutting down um, uh, uh, creative expression, independent expression, freedom of expression. It's shutting that down. Um, you know, we saw all of this uh, after 9-11, uh, you know, the the um, what's, what took place with in, in airports and stuff and the security and all of this. There's a lot of... Uh, freedoms that were taken away from people and the same thing is taking place right now and if anything as muslims we should know better we should know a lot better because we've had 15 years of experience of this now if not longer so um and, and it's quite upsetting to see that we, we don't seem to be learning the lessons here we don't seem to be seeing um this kind of long-term play we're just kind of reacting in the moment in the short term um and and this whole thing about islamophobia is 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 being put up much higher then it needs to be. I'm not saying that we we don't have Islamophobic issues. Of course we do. Um, I, I live in I live in Britain. I live in London. Um, I have seen um, racially driven um, uh, hatred, but that's th there's a bigger agenda here that needs to be uh, looked at and thought about. That's what I'm saying is just looking at the bigger picture of the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I'll leave it there today and um, just something for everybody to think about. And um, that's it for today. Okay, Assalamualaikum.